Welcome to the Church of England's online service for the fourth Sunday of Easter, which comes from All Saints Parish Church in Kingston-upon-Thames. On this site, a number of Saxon kings were crowned, including Athelstan in the year 925, who could legitimately claim to be the first king of all England. So it is a fitting place to pray for our new monarch, King Charles III, as he prepares for his coronation in a few days' time, and for the nation he serves. With God, nothing will be impossible. For he is our God. And the God of salvation is making all things new. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Alleluia. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. We gather this day to worship Almighty God and to pray for our King, that both now and always God may grant him wisdom and grace for his ministry among us. The Spirit of the Lord fills the world and knows our every word and deed. Let us then open ourselves to the Lord and confess our sins in penitence and faith. Lord, you are gracious and compassionate. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. You are loving to all, and your mercy is over all your creation. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Your faithful servants bless your name and speak the glory of your kingdom. Lord, have mercy. 
forgives all who truly repent. Have mercy upon you, pardon and deliver you from all your sins, confirm and strengthen you in all goodness, and keep you in life eternal, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.
Let us pray. Almighty God, the fountain of all goodness, bless our Sovereign Lord, King Charles, and all who are in authority under him, that they may order all things in wisdom and equity, righteousness and peace, to the honour of your name and the good of your church and people, through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles. They devoted themselves to the Apostles' teaching and fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. All came upon everyone, because many wonders and signs were being done by the Apostles. All who believed were together and had all things in common. They would sell their possessions and goods and distribute the proceeds to all, as any had need. Day by day, as they spent much time together in the temple, they broke bread at home and ate their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having the goodwill of all the people. And day by day the Lord added to their number those who were being saved. This is the word of the Lord. Hello, I'm Clifford Heesman, the Learning and Engagement Officer at All Saints Church. We have a busy church with over 2,500 people engaging in learning activities every year, including programmes for schools, community groups and families. We have workshops throughout the church year themed on Easter Story and Christmas Story, as well as workshops inspired by our fascinating Anglo-Saxon history. I really enjoy the variety of groups we have, ranging from toddlers to retirement groups and making learning activities that engage people with our wonderful heritage. I love how people are really inspired by our beautiful grade one listed building, like our wonderful stained glass and how fascinated people are at our Anglo-Saxon history. Kingston was a place of significant historic importance during the Anglo-Saxon period. It's traditionally said that seven Saxon kings, including the first kings of England, are thought to be crowned at Kingston-upon-Thames. The embroidery behind me features King Athelstan, who can be called the very first King of England, and was crowned on this very site over a thousand years ago in 95. During his reign, Athelstan had defeated the Scots and the Vikings, unifying the regional kingdoms into one nation. He's shown here above a map of Britain, reflecting his impact on the whole island. He developed friendly relations, and here we can see a Viking longship coming across the sea from Norway and cattle coming from the Welsh kings given as gifts. He was the first monarch to be seen wearing a crown on a coin, something that is still done today. For his coronation, one of Athelstan's advisors, Archbishop Athlan, wrote a new coronation ceremony for Athelstan, which laid the foundation for elements of the modern coronation service. Athelstan's coronation emphasised uniting kingdoms, Mercia and Wessex, and showing that the king understood his power and responsibility. So there are three key points. Athelstan was the first to use a crown as part of his coronation. Earlier kings had always used military helmets, like this one shown at Sutton Hoo. And we know what his crown looked like from written accounts and illustrations. Secondly, for the first time, Athelstan made three promises to his people. To guard the church of God, to forbid violence and wrong, and to keep justice, judgment, and thirdly, special music was created for the ceremony and the Christian hymn known as Tadium was sung. Here's our choir singing a famous setting by Stanford and do look out for the hymn in the service at Westminster Abbey.
Alleluia, Alleluia. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful people and kindle in them the fire of your love. Hallelujah. Hear the Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to John. Glory to you, Very truly I tell you, anyone who does not enter the sheepfold by the gate, but climbs in by another way, is a thief and a bandit. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep hear his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes ahead of them, and the sheep follow him because they know his voice. They will not follow a stranger, but they will run from him because they do not know the voice of strangers. Jesus used this figure of speech with them, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. So again, Jesus said to them, Very truly I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and bandits, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters by me will be saved and will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Now speak in the name of the living God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. It may have come as a surprise to discover that Kingston played host to coronations long before Westminster. It surprised me when I first found out, even though I'd been living close by for a number of years. And I suspect it remains something of a well-kept secret, even to some of our long-term residents. Truth be told, it may have surprised many an Anglo-Saxon when these coronations actually took place back in the 10th century. For Kingston wasn't a major settlement in those days, or a centre of power like Winchester or London. It wasn't the obvious choice for crowning a king, so why here? Most historians think the answer lies in its position on the border between the ancient kingdoms of Wessex to the south of the Thames and Mercia to the north. The site on which this church is built would back then have been an island in the middle of the Thames. So for a dynasty that wanted to merge the kingdoms of Wessex and Mercia, it couldn't be better placed. The symbolism was all about bringing the two kingdoms together. And under Athelstan, the northern and eastern regions of England were added to the effect that there was a united kingdom of England for the first time. Hence, we like to claim that this is where England began. Now that's quite an audacious claim and I'm not sure I'd want to defend it in a debate with historians. But what I do want to assert is that Kingston has played a significant role in bringing people together. This was true for those early coronations, and it remains true for us now. Kingston is a lively centre for retail, business, enterprise, learning and leisure, bringing people together from far and wide. And this church of all saints is at the very heart of the town, open seven days a week, ensuring that there is a place of welcome and sanctuary for everyone. So we think of ourselves as having a vocation for bringing people together. And we'll be doing just that during our coronation celebrations next weekend, which will begin with a parade that includes a samba band and a Tamil dance group, and will culminate in a big service with a massed choir from different schools and with prayers for unity offered by different faith leaders from across the borough. But of course, a vocation to bring people together is not unique to Kingston. It's a vocation that is central to every Christian community and in particular, to every parish church. 
I know that the archbishops have been encouraging every parish to get involved in their local coronation celebrations. And I'm sure that many will be even more imaginative in their festivities than we have been. What then is the reason behind this shared vocation? It surely has something to do with following the one we know as the Good Shepherd. A good shepherd is constantly at pains to keep the flock together. Jesus was constantly at pains to gather people together, always reaching out to the lost, the lonely and the lame. And he associated this calling to be the good shepherd with his fundamental vocation, as we heard in our gospel reading today, I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. Abundant life is only possible in community, in relationship, in friendship and fellowship with others. Jesus brings us together for that purpose, for the abundance of life in community. We all have our part to play in bringing people together for the sake of abundant life. There might not be a better time to do that than this coming week. So please think what you can do. And let's pray for our soon-to-be-crowned King, for all his many official titles. He has no higher calling than to simply be our bringing together in chief. Amen. Let us affirm our faith in the words of the Creed. We, we believe in one God, the Father of the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, life from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, of one being with the Father, through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation he came down from heaven, was incarnate from the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and was made man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate, he suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again, in accordance with the Scriptures. He ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy, catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism of the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Almighty God, we reign over all things in wisdom, power and love. Hear our prayers which we offer in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. For Charles a King, that you may pour upon him abundant gifts to help him fulfill the promises that he will make at his coronation. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. That he will have the grace, wisdom, and strength to live a life of service to you and to his people. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. For Camilla, the Queen Consort, William, Prince of Wales, the Princess of Wales, and all the royal family, that they may love and support the king as he bears the burden of his office. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. For Justin, Archbishop of Canterbury, for all who will play a part in the coronation, and for all who will work to support it, 
and our celebration with their care and service, that they may be given the strength to carry out the duties entrusted to them. Lord, in your mercy. Yeah, Hear our prayer. For the building up of the church under its supreme governor, for the building up of all Christian people, and for mutual understanding and fellowship between all people of faith. Lord, in your mercy. Yeah, right. For this United Kingdom, for His Majesty's other realms and territories, for the whole Commonwealth of Nations, for their governments and ministers, and for all who are called to public service, that they will seek justice, mercy, and peace. Lord, in your mercy. Yeah, for the peace of the world, for the welfare of all people, for those who care for others and for the environment, and for all in need. Lord, in your mercy. Yeah, Merciful Father, accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. God has made us one in Christ. He has set his seal upon us and, as a pledge of what is to come, has given the Spirit to dwell in our hearts. Alleluia. The peace of the Lord be always with you. And also with you. Let us offer one another a sign of peace.
Father, as we set before you these gifts of bread and wine. Bless also the gift of our hearts and minds, as we offer our lives in your service. For Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. The Lord be with you. And also To the Lord our God. It is right to give It is indeed right, our duty and our joy, always and everywhere, to give you thanks, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God. For with the oil of gladness, you have anointed Christ the Lord, your only Son, to be our great High Priest and King of all creation. As priest, he offered himself once for all upon the altar of the cross and redeemed the human race by his perfect sacrifice of peace. As king, he claims dominion over all your creatures, that he may bring before your infinite majesty a kingdom of truth and life, a kingdom of holiness and grace, a kingdom of justice, love and peace. And so, with angels and archangels and all the heavenly host, we proclaim your glory and join their unending hymn of praise. Praise and bless you, loving Father, through Jesus Christ our Lord. And as we obey his command, send your Holy Spirit, that broken bread and wine outpoured may be for us the body and blood of your dear Son. On the night before he died, he had supper with his friends, and taking bread he praised you. He broke the bread, gave it to them, and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. When supper was ended, he took the cup of wine. Again he praised you, gave it to them, and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it, in remembrance of me. So, Father, we remember all that Jesus did. In him we plead with confidence his sacrifice made once for all upon the cross. Bringing before you the bread of life and cup of salvation, we proclaim his death and resurrection 
until he comes in glory. Praise to you, Lord Jesus. Dying, you destroyed our death. Rising, you restored our life. Lord Jesus, come in glory. Lord of all life, help us to work together for that day when your kingdom comes and justice and mercy will be seen in all the earth. Look with favour on your people. Gather us in your loving arms and bring us with all the saints to feast at your table in heaven. Through Christ and with Christ and in Christ, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honour and glory are yours, O loving Father, for ever and ever. Amen. Let us pray with confidence as our Saviour has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. We break this bread to share in the body of Christ. Though we are many, we are one body, because we all share in one bread. Draw near with faith. Receive the body of our Lord Jesus Christ, which he gave for you, and his blood which he shed for you. Eat and drink in remembrance he died for you, and feed on him in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving.
Let us pray. Grant, O Lord, we beseech you, that the course of this world may be so peaceably ordered by your governance that your church may joyfully serve you in all godly quietness. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Almighty God, we thank you for feeding us with the body and blood of your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him we offer you our souls and bodies to be a living sacrifice. Send us out in the power of your Spirit to live and work to your praise and glory. Amen. living grace, to the departed rest, to the Church, the King, the Commonwealth and all people, unity, peace and concord, and to us and all God's servants, life everlasting. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. Amen. Go in the peace of Christ. Alleluia. Alleluia. Thanks be to God. Alleluia. Alleluia.